Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Risser of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Hey, greetings, everyone. Welcome to episode 99 of The Staredown. Got 99 problems, but obviously recording podcasts ain't one, right? Hey, I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by my two friends, Bill Risser, down in lovely, sunny St. Petersburg, Florida, and Todd Meiniger, up in Cumming, Georgia, just north of Atlanta. How are you doing, boys? Todd, let's start with you this week. How are you, man? Oh, doing great. Uh, glad to be a part of the Wayne Gretzky episode, 99. That's right. Uh, it's good stuff. So, um, had a uh, had a good week of work and uh, ready to talk some sports here with you. Awesome. And Bill, how are you, bud? You, you, why don't you tell the listeners what you got back from? We're actually recording this a little early because you were out at a movie today, right? I was. Uh, I had family in town. My, my son, his girlfriend, and uh, Cindy's best friend, Natalie, are in town. It's been a big party since Thursday night when they all arrived. And I had to run out really fast and catch the last Best Picture nominee I hadn't seen yet. So you guys were kind enough to delay the the episode, but I'm, uh, I saw Lady Bird today, a Greta Gerwig production. She's, she's an amazing, talented writer, um, director, actress. So anything by Greta Gerwig, I'm in. And the movie was great. Had a great time. So we're, we're right now, as I walk through the place, it smells like a Mexican fiesta because that's what we're doing for uh, dinner tonight. There's all kinds of salsas and foods being prepared and meats and stuff. And we're going to have a party uh, in about three and a half hours here. So do you, do you start your party during the, uh, do you watch like the pre-show and watch all the, the we watch carpet? We watch the pre, pre, pre-show, then the pre, pre-show, then the pre-show, then the red carpet on ABC. And then we go to Kimmel Live at eight. So they've already started. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a big deal. And will there be cocktails at this event? No. There, oh, <laughs> so I'm looking down at the American Spirit store. I can see down off the balcony, and um, we we did some damage in there last night preparing preparing okay. for today. So it's there's going to be cocktails served. Yeah, hey, Sean Chewbacca just missed a par putt, so he's okay, now, he's now two down as we're all right recording here. Chewbacca is the Sharma, uh, <laughs> the Sharma Chewbonker Sharma. <laughs> Anyways, what do you? What's Actually, he's three down now. JT's, yeah, yeah wow. he, there's no way he was going to hold up. We're starting a little bit. There's no way he was going to hold up to that leaderboard that was behind him. So, yeah. Hey, so, Sean, Todd, tell me your weather where you're at because you see the weather behind me. It's 73 degrees and gorgeous in uh, St. Petersburg. Todd, what do you got? Uh, I am, as we're speaking, getting the live temp, but uh, I got us at 65 here and sunny, not a cloud in the sky. Nice. We're getting yeah. some uh, cold front coming in this week uh, down to the 30s, back in the 30s again here Ooh. in Atlanta. We're at our high today. Uh, we're at 47 right now up here in Columbus, but it's a beautiful sunny day. I was out showing houses to some clients today. Uh, not, not a cloud in the sky up here either, um, but it's brisk. It's, that golf courses were, were steady today as I drove past a couple of the golf courses on showings. Um, people are out playing just because at this time of year in Columbus, um, we're tired of sitting in the house. Uh, right. So my son Ryan went out and played, I think, eight holes with his buddies. And um, uh, it's, it's, it's a nice day, but we're not going to get warm and – Nothing in the 10-day forecast for over 50. Um, so I'm heading, heading to Florida on, thir- on uh, Friday. So, and mm. Todd, you're heading to Vegas, right? Yes, sir. Going to Vegas tomorrow. First time in Vegas. Uh, national sales meeting for Asa Abloy. 
Um, so land at about three thirty Vegas time and then land back in Atlanta Friday at seven fifty four. So it's going to be a, uh, full week, full week in Vegas. And, and Bill, you're staying local this week. I am. Don't leave. I don't leave St. Pete until, um, the following week for Lee County. The week after that, I'm headed to Arizona and San Diego with you. Good. Yeah, yeah, good, good. All right. Well, Hey guys, let's talk a little sports. Uh, we're actually going to flip it, Todd. I want to start with a headline from soccer. Lionel Messi scores his 600th goal today uh, on an unbelievable free kick. Um, mm. Do you see the highlights of it? I did not, but I read, uh, I read on Twitter his 600th goal, all with Barcelona. I think he's, he's always yeah. been with that team. Yeah, that's 600 with Barcelona, plus then he's got, I think, another 64 with our Team Argentina. In, in um, all, in all uh, competitions, right? Yeah. yeah, so I think they call it La Liga, so 600 La Liga goals. Um, so, yeah, he's, you know. The, uh, he's he's the LeBron of our time. He's the greatest. Him and Ronaldo probably, you know, you could argue are the best soccer players of our, of this era. Yeah, but I mean, his ability to get that ball up over the 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 wall, so to speak, and that that's a jumping wall too, because those guys mm. can jump. They just can't put their arms up, right? And yep, yep. To, to elevate that ball over that, and then to hook it into that top corner of the of the goal, uh, something to see when you guys see it on the on the highlights. Um, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. And, and I don't know if they changed the stitching of the soccer ball. Um, you know, who knows? But uh, since it's Oscar nights, um, Ben did like Beckham back in the early 90s, right? That was a, a famous movie. Uh, he was the first one that I kind of noticed, um, you know, could really bend the ball, go around a wall. Uh, it, it's amazing. Uh, Sean, last week, I forgot who, but you, you talked about the guys jumping. Uh, someone did a free kick in the Premier League and just skidded on the ground. Everyone jumped, and it went right underneath the feet, and it was a goal. Really? Yeah, it, was pretty, it was pretty funny to watch. So, wow. And yeah. that brings me up to, uh, did you guys see LeBron James kind of dribble behind his back, and it went through Tristan Someone's Thompson's nutmegged, leg. right? Yeah. Yeah, and, um, and he, almost like he meant to do it. and Maybe he did. I don't know. It just seems, seems strange that, that you could mean to do that, but he converted it for points, and um, – Let's 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 go there next. The Cavs lose their third in a row um, after kind of making some trade and making some wind. They're uh, struggling. A big game last night between Boston and Houston. Yep. Uh, Houston hangs on to win their, I believe it's their fifteenth in a row. Does that yeah. sound right? Something like that. Yeah. Fifteenth in a row, and they're playing really good. Um, still going to have to prove they can do it in a four in a seven game series against Golden State at some point in time. I'm going to guess um, they have a, a kind of a tough stretch. I think the NBA record is 21 games um, in a row. So they're going to have to uh, get through games against Oklahoma, Milwaukee, and Toronto. Uh, three, three solid teams if they're going to do that. Um, but anything jump out to you guys in the NBA? Well, you talk, you talk about the Rockets. They've, they've, they've had two streaks of at least 14 wins or more. Right. And, and I think the, the numbers are staggering. When a team does that, I think almost 100%. I might be off a little bit. They actually go on to win the championship. Now, even after doing that, I'm looking down here at my, my cheat sheet. The Warriors are only a half game behind the Rockets in the West. Mm-hmm. So right. even though the Rockets have had this incredible run, the Warriors just sit there and do their thing. They're 49 and 14. The Rockets are 49 and 13. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we, and we talked a little last week about the NHL. You just want to make it into the, uh, the, the final eight, if you will, and – Eight knocks over, knocks off one, seven, two. I think the NBA definitely stays more true. And I mean, we're headed for a Houston Golden State uh, collision. And if I'm Golden State, I'm not losing sleep at all. Um, let the let the let Houston have the regular season win streak. Um, they're getting their their things together. I'd still 
I think Sean may have hinted at. I'd still pick Golden State today, but we'll wait and see what happens uh, right. when the time comes. Yeah. It, it's, go ahead. I, I was going to ask you, what about the Lakers? They're putting together some, some wins uh, from what I understand. I don't know if you've been following that. Yeah, Lakers are making a move, and, you know, I, I think um, Lonzo Ball's been playing well. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, you know, they, they said he was the best player on the court the other night. Um, I, don't, I don't really pay much attention to them, but um, interesting, uh, you know, statement f- from that, that standpoint to see uh, how that turns out. Uh, Todd, you mentioned the other night, um, uh, I'm jumping around on sports, but uh, Toronto shows up in their all-white uniforms. Uh, that's a good that look, was, huh? That was fantastic. I'm, I may be a Maple Leaf lifer now after that look. Uh, that was great. Washington, uh, they they it, they lost though. So sometimes sometimes the uniforms. Uh, Something about outside hockey though. It's just I guess the lighting's a little different. But those I'm a big uniform guy anyway. I you know say what you want, call me names. That's fine. Um, yeah, they were wearing all white, and I thought it just looked look sharp. <laughs> Their white uniforms were whiter than the ice on the rink, which I thought it was pretty. <laughs> Pretty cool. I, all I kept thinking of was Tron. I mean, just yeah. put them on the movie Tron. Put them on, put them on motorcycle things or whatever, and they're in a video game. It looked like they because they had a weird glow, right? It was such, like you said, it was such a white uniform. You know, Todd, you'll love this. I'll, I'll find, I'll get the link from a buddy of mine. But there is a blog that's nothing. It's all about major league uniforms, mm. things that change, and they they have pictures of old ones, and it's a, a complete blog devoted to uniforms. I'll yeah. get you the link. You'll love it if you're a uni guy. So I do it. Blog, does that blog still have the Chicago White Sox wearing shorts as the best? Yes. Oh, 82. 83, I think. 82, 83. Yeah, Lamar Hoyt was on. Was he, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll, uh, that, that was a lot of fun. But I, I think you talk about some of the, you know, for me, and I, let's talk uniforms for a second. We, we may have back in episode 12 um, on, a, on a, uh, one of our whole One of our pint glasso discussions, yes. Yeah. But the, you got to admit, man, the Charger Power Blue uniforms, right? Love them. What a Perfect. classic with the white helmet. Just a beautiful look. So, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big throwback uniform guy. Uh, yeah. I'm a big traditionalist guy. Green Bay Packer uniforms. They always, but I love it when they wear the Acme Packer uh, uniforms, the, the, the dark blue and the, and the gold. Um, yeah. In football, I love white helmets for whatever reason. And again, I mean, make fun of me all you want. I, I, just, I, can, I can root for a team that I have no interest in based on uniform any day, all day. Send, send me, your, uh, send me your, your letters if you want. Sounds like uh, you, you go to the racetrack and bet on the pretty horse. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. <laughs> well, as we learned, Bill, at, the, uh, at M&Connect, Connect, sometimes you got to bet on the horse with a big chambered heart, right? Ah, that's right. Or, Absolutely. Or the, or the one that takes a big poop. Uh, before well, I was going to mention that, but I let it go. That's good, that's good stuff. <laughs> in, a, in a rare show of restraint, I let, I let you talk about that, I guess. Good. Exactly. So let's talk about college basketball. We came down to our final week of the season. Today's the last day of the uh, regular season, uh, mm-hmm. although a couple conferences have had their, their um, conference tournaments. Big, Big Ten is going on right now uh, in kind of a um, uh, scheduling – we'll just say question Um, Jim Delaney and the big 10 decided to start their big 10 season early. They started playing their first big, their conference games in December. Uh, Normally it's right after the new year's break. They ended their season um, already and their, their conference was this week because they wanted to do it in Madison square garden and spotlight and, and kind of go to Rutgers, you know, the, the newest member of the big 10 kind of in their backyard and obviously a major television market. 
Right. I think everybody's come out and said it's a bad decision. Jim Delaney's even said it probably wasn't a good decision, but we had to try it to see. Um, the Big Ten now is going to have, for the most part, the teams that are making the tournament are going to have anywhere between 12 and 14 days off because they're going to have all of next week off and then the first four days of the following week because the tournament won't start until either Thursday or Friday for them. So any thoughts from you guys on, on this move? I, we won't know until it's over. Obviously, if the Big Ten puts three or four turn teams in the, in the Elite Eight, um, it could prove to be very, uh, a very good decision. But interesting move in general. What do you think about maybe this? And will you see other leagues maybe try to copy this? Or will, it, will, will people stay traditional to what they, they've done um, to this well, point? The, there was no tournament, right? They, they don't have no, a – There was no tournament. They've had this week for years, yeah. yeah. This this week <laughs> in Madison Square Garden, JT just told out. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> as you were watching the golf. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even pay attention to that. I, I was there's so much other well, like it was college basketball to watch. Yeah, okay, it was on the Big Ten Network. So. All right, so they 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 played their tournament a week early and had their championship game championship today. today between one week early, and by design to what capture market share? Yeah, capture well, because they market. couldn't get because the Big East is playing in Madison Square Garden next week. And so in order to get that, you know, the ultimate home of sports, you know, that Madison Square Garden, uh, you know, arguably the the greatest arena um, in sports, they, I think they really wanted to showcase their, their product, so to speak, on the stages of Broadway, right? Um, And so they did it a week early. Now that meant, listen to this. So, so there was a stretch where the Buckeyes played five games in 11 days. Wow. And now they're going to play no games in 15 days because they got knocked out Friday uh, by Penn State. So they're not going to play a game for, you know, 14, 15 days. But they played five in 11. Um, See, I think, I mean, boiled down to pros and cons, right? Pros, you can rest, uh, heal people up. I think the cons far outweigh the pros of their, I mean, you're out of the flow. I mean, basketball, you know, flee from the Red Hot Chili Peppers is an avid basketball fan. He said it's, the only sport where it's like poetry in motion if you want to get really heady. I mean, talk about the flow. They're out of the flow. They're sitting for 14 days. You can't duplicate in practice what you can in the game. So I think the cons are going to outweigh. And as you said, if there's three uh, Final Four teams, then, you know, they, they can laugh about it. But I got to think it's, it's not the best move. You know, it's funny, Todd. You, you mentioned um, uh, a con. And the reason why they do this in New York City is to get – some spotlight and to get some things. But Bill, who's a sports fan, just said, I didn't even know it was going on. I didn't on. even know it was on there, yeah. I had right? no idea. Yeah, so a, a part of that is if it's just – it was on the Big Ten Network. Was it not on ESPN? It wasn't. Nope, uh, Big Ten Network. I mean, so it's, it's once again, it's, the, it's their play for, for eyeballs. But once again, if, if, if the majority yeah. of the country doesn't have the Big Ten Network, which I don't think they do. Nope. Right? You, no. Right? You, <laughs> you can yeah. plead ignorance, Bill. I knew it was going on and it still didn't register. Like, I'm like – why is yeah. the Big Ten having a semifinal game? Must be the tournament. Oh, Florida plays Kentucky in the final regular season. Like, until you exactly. just verbalize it, Sean, I, it was kind of just weird. I was like, I, yeah. I, don't know what's, I don't know what's going yeah. on up there. You had UNC Duke last night. I wouldn't have watched yeah. a semi game or anything else. I mean, yeah, that's just uh, – well, like you said, we'll see how it plays out. I, 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 wonder, I wonder if like, – how does <laughs> – every other tournament game is going to be on ESPN. Even the SEC – is the SEC – Well, even like the Patriots don't work. The Patriot League was on, you know, today on ESPN yeah. and, yeah. you know, and CBS showed, you know, the last game of the American Athletic Conference. And right. Mm-hmm. That was a regular season. 
Um, Todd, you're right. SEC Network will cover the SEC until Saturdays and Sundays semifinals where CBS will cover it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. You know, um, so it's, it's just interesting that there's, you know, you kind of affiliate the Ohio Athletic Conference or the, uh, the SWAC playing this week, you know, and, yeah. you know yeah. getting their, getting their ticket punch, you know, being one of the first teams and, and tonight Purdue or Michigan will be the third or fourth team in. Yeah. Um, right. I think Murray State, Mur- yeah, was it, uh, Murray State was the first one in. Right? Yeah. They, they beat Belmont today, right? The, the right. racers are in. So. And then Radford got in today on a, on a yeah. uh, last Murray. second shot. Yeah. Wow. So Radford gets in over so, Liberty. I think what you kind of hinted at, and I agree, it's this week is usually reserved for, I don't, want to call, I don't want to call them the mid-majors, but I'm talking about the previous week. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, right. for the lower conferences, and then this coming week is the, the big guys. So yeah, why Todd, the, this, this week is reserved, it seems like, for the 12, 13, 14, and 15 seeds. Right. Yes. So those yes. teams that are not going to be anywhere above a 12 seed, no matter how good they are. Right. Now a twelve will beat a five every once in a while, but right. a thirteen next, might be a four. Right. Yeah, next week is the big ten. Well, traditionally the Pac, Pac twelve, SEC. You know, all all the elite conferences, ACC. Um, so it is. Yeah, it is. It is kind of weird. Yeah. So in other games, Bill, do you happen to watch any of that Duke North Carolina last night? Yeah, I did. I watched the. Well, I, I got home in time to catch the second half. Which wow, and now like, as a Duke fan, I, that's what you wanted to see, right? I, I, I turned it on. They're down by nine, and uh, and then uh, Bagley Junior just went crazy. Right? Um, he, what a his, second half! He is a man. Oh. Well, and, and I'll tell you what, um, I lean I lean Carolina in that rivalry. Like I said, mm-hmm. I'm not a Duke fan, but that second half Duke performance was, was off the charts. And maybe because the first half was so bad, you right. didn't see it. They, they missed 10 free throws. They were, and I think, were eight, of 20, eight of 24 from the field. They were one of 15 from three-point line. Um, they yeah. were horrible. And, they, right. and Carolina was just doing everything they wanted to do, uh, transition, um, three-point shots. Um, but then in the second half, man, once Gary Trent Jr. started hitting his three-pointers, uh, it completely spaced the floor, and Bagley just took over inside. Yeah, and they they ended up uh, outscoring them by twenty in the second half. So yeah, they were down ten at, at halftime. They outscored yeah. them by twenty in the second half. Yeah, um, and it was kind of one of those games where, with about a minute and a half left, it was kind of out of you know, it was it was with two minutes left, it was a one point game, and with a minute and a half left, it was a six point game. Yeah. Wow, you know. And Grayson Allen, uh, everyone's favorite, gets yeah. to uh, go out a winner against <sighs> UNC, which had to feel good. Yeah. I was I was just gonna say, Bill. I'm 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 not sure if he gets a bad rap. I haven't followed it too closely, but everything I've seen uh, doesn't look like the most likable kid in the world. Um, but I saw him hugging, I guess, Coach K and yeah. and getting a win, which you know, good for him. Um, did you guys happen to see? I think it was Tuesday, uh, Senior Night in Chapel Hill, Florida State coming to uh, North Carolina to, no, it to, was to play. Not- was it Miami? I think right. Miami, you're right. Yes, yes. Oh, Miami. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I'm you, sorry. You beat them, right? You, you know, Sean. Those other Florida schools just kind of they blend know, mixing our, They blend together. So no, no. it was it was senior night and uh, Joe Barry the second. Am I correct? Um, yes. Yeah. He. My God. That I haven't watched a lot of UNC. I, I knew him from last year. Obviously, they won the national championship last year. Um, what a game he had! Uh, just kept digging. He's Excellent yeah. free throw shooter. I think Joel he's like a Barry. yeah Joel, Joel Barry. Joel. I'm, yes. Joe Barry's, uh, I'm thinking Joe Barry Carroll back in the right. back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it's a little point um, guard with kind of the afro. Yeah. Yes, yes, Joel Barry. You're right. Um, so he's like a 90 percent free throw shooter. He did miss like four or five free throws. Very uncharacteristic. But he came down and with about six seconds left, just drilled a three pointer. Like a 26 guy footer. His, yeah. Oh, guy in his face, and then Miami gets the ball and nails a half court 
just to silence the uh, Chapel Hill senior night crowd. It was almost cruel. It was almost cruel. Yeah. And then the next morning I read on Twitter, um, you know, Barry said, hey, they, uh, they, they hit almost a half court shot. They, they beat us on senior night. They deserve, you know, he, he said all the right things. So um, yeah. looks like he's going pro. Um, and he, I guess reminding me when we're talking about Grace Allen, who, who doesn't seem to do the right things, maybe, maybe uh, you know, maybe uh, Barry will, will, will uh, continue to be a good pro. So his dad was a pro, right? I believe so. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. but anyway, that was unbelievable. Bill, I thought last night, um, Jay, Jay Billis turned me on to it, but then I watched the rest of the game. He talked about how Bagley's like second jump is so, uh, so timed perfectly. And he had what four putbacks in, including one where he drove baseline shot it off the backboard. And it kind of, it kind of, hi Cindy. It kind <laughs> of, hey, hey. <laughs> hi Sean. Hi Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> I've been called worse, Bill. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I've been called much worse. I'll take Tyler all day long. Todd. Todd. <laughs> That's okay, Kathy. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. Let me put it out here. Right. Here. Go ahead. Hi, Kathy. <laughs> I didn't say that. I've been called much worse. I'll, I'll take Tyler all day long. So for those of you listening at home, we've, we've been joined by a fourth podcast guest, yeah, our, our local host, Cindy Risser. <laughs> The uh, the movie the movie buff and tennis buff extraordinaire. Oh yeah. Cool. So, so hey, while, so, while you're making a guest appearance, Cindy, give us your give us the top three. I want to hear best movie, best actress, and best actor. Let's start uh, with actress. Who do you think is going to win? A lot of people say Frances McDormand. Uh, best picture. Best picture. Get out. Going with Get Out. And I love that pick. I think right. that could be a total dark horse because so many other people are going to get a few votes. Yeah. I think that's brilliant. Yep. Yeah. Best actor. Best actor. I am going to go with, um, yes, Gary Oldman. Yeah, Gary Oldman. Sentimental favorite. Bill, are you leading the witness? Bill, don't lead the the witness, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's not. I know where they've been today. I know where they've been going today. I'm just jealous. I have the balls to come out and say hello. And I'm going to guess for best actress, you're going to say Frances McDormand? No, I want to go with Sershi. Wow, Sershi uh, Ronan. Wow. Which yeah. would be a, another upset, but... Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really good. I think Francis McDormand takes it, though. And, and now, from a controversy standpoint, did you guys realize that um, Casey Affleck will not be giving the mm-hmm. Best Actress uh, award oh, because, of his, actor, because of his misgivings? That's traditionally the Best Actor comes back and gives... Yeah, yeah so... It'll be interesting yeah. to see how all that's covered tonight because we saw it through all the other award shows. Yeah, granddaddy of them all so how to how is it handled well how does so let me ask you let me ask you two a question down the bottom left corner of our screen uh as movie buffs um the last couple the last couple um the last couple the last couple shows we've seen all the actresses wear black kind of in support uh is is that going to break with all the, the the pressure on the designers to have I'm color hoping, and i'm hoping I, we were just discussing that we that uh, it's going to be a drag if it doesn't, but we understand if they do wear black, but hopefully they don't. It's part of the thing. It's just part of the show. The pageantry, if you will. Yeah, there'll be some other, sure. um, I think you're going to see orange flags. Was that part of it too? I think, you know, you got the for gun. The gators? Nice. Sorry. Yeah. Orange <laughs> American flags has uh, been around for a while. That's the gun thing. Cause you've got that. Oh, going. NRA, huh? Yeah, so there's the gun thing, there's the Me Too movement, there's the Time's Up movement, there's all kinds of stuff happening. It's like the 60s all over again. What's going on, Bill? 
It does. It does. Exactly. Hey, let's talk cinematography. Let's talk best musical score. I'm not. I'm not ready to end this parade, guys. Come on. Cinematography is a no-brainer, right? <laughs> That's a no-brainer. There's the first female cinematographer was nominated. Wonder Woman. She wins in an upset. Which movie? Which movie? I, I forgot. She but, wins in an upset. Yeah, because the guy. There's another guy. Why is it an upset? He's been nominated 14. Ooh. Times. This one cinematographer. Because it's a women's movement. Because the women will rise up. Yeah, Me too. I'll have to look it up. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that's I like standing. I like your selection of, of Get Out. I that's what that's the only movie I've seen of the nine. <laughs> hey, the 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 answer is I Tanya. The answer is I Tanya. I'm telling really? you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. John, John. <laughs> just want to say hi. Erica. Hi. Good seeing you. Thanks for letting Bill play every week. <laughs> yeah. All right. All yeah. right. So where were we? We were talking uh, basketball. Um. <clears throat> Let's segue. Uh, hey, let me ask you guys a question. It it happens on Twitter because it's live and, and it's that recency effect, Bill, that we talk about all the time. Uh, but a lot of people are talking about Duke, North Carolina is easily the best rivalry in all of sports. Um, Arguably, yes. I started I started thinking, you know, and, and someone, I think Marty Stewart on ESPN asked the question, and I chimed in Ohio State, Michigan in football, I just think is the game. Um, Auburn, That's, Alabama. I about to say Auburn, Alabama, it's not even the best game in college football. Well, Go but, ahead. you know, once again – Arguably and regionally, right. let me ask you a question: Is a rivalry that, that you have to have two games a year to make a rivalry? Um, is that the same as you know? I don't know. Is Duke North Carolina across all sports the Ooh. rivalry that it is? Whereas Auburn Alabama seems to be, and Ohio State Michigan seems to be. Uh, I, I'm just curious, like what recency is so easy to to say yeah. this is the best rivalry, right? Um, Army well, Navy. You know, so so I for me a rivalry um, exists when there's uh, the power is constantly shifting back and forth, and it's you know it's not a rivalry when you think back to the Yankees Red Sox. People love to talk about that in baseball, right? But when the Yankees were continually pounding the Red Sox into submission for forty years, twenty six yeah. World Championships to you four, just, yeah. you just lose kind of the rivalry piece to it, right? But when you got Carolina Duke, that's a different world, and even you know Ohio State Michigan, especially. You know, back in the the Woody, you know, Hayes, Bo Schembechler. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, that was crazy good stuff because those teams were just constantly great teams doing these things to each mm-hmm. other. Um, sometimes when, when the team doesn't can't, – can't be at the level. Like Michigan hasn't been at Ohio State's level for a while, right? Right. To be quite honest. So I think it hurts that game. I really do. And, and uh, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think rivalries transcend all sports. I think Duke, North Carolina, softball, volleyball, track and field – they they know that's a rival. Now, what's the iconic game? In, in basketball, it's Duke, North Carolina. Auburn, Alabama, it's football, right? Army, Navy, football. But I think anytime Auburn's playing Alabama in anything, uh, it's a rival. I think anytime, you know, Ohio State laces up, puts on their track spikes, um, yeah, plays Michigan. lacrosse, it's Michigan, right? Yeah. So I think it transcends, transcends all sports. But – we can label what the the origin and what what the big sport is for 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 every rivalry. Sure. sure. But I, to your point, I did see an awesome stat. So North Carolina and Duke have played 102 games. Or their last 102 games, it's 51 51. Wow, that's, all. that's, that's pretty awesome. cool. After yeah. last night's after last night's Duke win, it's 51 51 over the over the last 102 games. Yeah, which is the last 51 years. Yeah, and, and yeah. so think yeah. well, well tournaments, eight, tournaments, tournaments, yeah. Yeah. maybe 40. But 30, if you think about that though. Um, the chances of it becoming a 10 game spread would take number one, it would take five years of one team 
running the table, you know, sweeping uh, and not, you know, but, and, and so the likelihood of that happening is so slim uh, with the talent of these two programs. It's, it's going to be interesting to watch, you know? Well, Sean, you bring up a good point. Um, when we were in college and I'm trying to pull up numbers really quickly, but take Florida, Georgia. Uh, the reason coach Sprayer hated Georgia so much is because in the sixties and seventies, Georgia dominated Florida in the eighties. Right. And I remember when we went to college, uh, you started in 86, I think 85, 85. Yeah. 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 I was 88. Um, it was inconceivable to think we'd ever catch, catch. Georgia. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the last 24, we've won what 19 maybe. And I'm just yeah. throwing numbers out there. So it's taken to us to middle age and we're still behind, by the way, I, they still hold the edge. Um, but I, you know, and, and conversely we dominate Florida state or we did in the beginning and Florida state's had great success against us in sure. the last 15, 20 years. So it's really interesting as you get older, um, there are times in your life where you're like, we'll never be better than Georgia record wise. And 20, 25, 30 years later, uh, you're, 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 you know, in the game. Yeah. So. But much like, much like the, we've talked in golf, the generation that doesn't, they're not afraid of tiger because they didn't grow up with a great tiger, you know, um, yeah. I believe that, that we know the dominance of, of Eldrick tiger woods on, on, on Sundays and throughout the tournaments. And so you're right. It's some, some people, you know, they, they never knew a, uh, a Steve Spurrier of Florida, you know? So yeah. Uh, all-time series, Georgia still leads as, as, as well as we've done. They're still, according to Georgia, it's 50, 43, and 2. Um, I'm sorry, according to Florida. According to Georgia, they counted one game, so they're up 51, 43, 2. There's a, <laughs> there's a dispute. Uh, that's how, how right. tense that rivalry is, right? Um, I, think, I think Florida claimed it was only a club team and not an actual college right. team. Right. Whatever, we'll give them the 51 to 43. But, yeah, uh, you know, 25 years ago, it was 45 to – you know, 20, 25, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. Longevity really kind of brings uh, things back around. So. Hey, one more thing on college basketball guys. Um, last week we went on the air and we kind of uh, buried Arizona and Sean Miller. Uh, yeah, week, there seems to have changing been a, a little bit, right? Uh, Mark Schleyball has been kind of quiet. Uh, he stands by his story. ESPN stands by their story. Um, but obviously, you know, we all, we all thought, and most of the media thought that Sean Miller would be fired immediately. Uh, Aiton wouldn't play anymore. Um, turns out that Arizona's 100% backing Sean Miller. Um, this could turn into the Ryan Braun, Rafael Palmero. I did not use steroids. <laughs> yeah. Um, or it could turn into the one of the biggest misquoted um, sports stories of all time. You know, with an accusation of Sean Miller and Bill. You know, I, I know that's your one of your schools uh, out there. Um, that so, so, you saw so maybe. Yeah. Uh, my, my take is this. Um, if he, he, he's, he's innocent until proven guilty, there has to be due process. And so possibly even if he is guilty, he's just going, look, I can get through the tournament. It's going to take me at least that long to finish this, this uh, investigation. It'll be sometime this summer. So I'm going to do everything I can to kind of get one last hurrah out of it. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. Cause right. I, it just, he knows, like, he's, got yeah, good he knows he's, yeah. he's got a great player. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you we'll didn't you point out last week, uh, Bill, that he's got the greatest contract ever signed um, by? Oh my God, you're right, you're <laughs> right. Yeah, the greatest, the greatest one ever, right? If, uh, his, if his fired lawyer needs cause, a bonus. Yeah, fired, fired for cause, ten million. Fired, you know, for not for cause, five million dollar <laughs> buyout. So, yeah, that's unbelievable contract ever written. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. So we'll see what happens. Uh, their team won a big game against well, a game against Cal on Senior Night. So that's I don't know how big that is. Um, 
but I believe they, they, they'll be the top seed in the Pac-12 tournament. Um, they get uh, Aiton back, DeAndre Aiton, arguably going to be the number one pick in the draft next year. Um, and, and they get their Shabazz Amir, the kid that was on, or Greer or whatever his name is, the kid that was uh, out for some substance abuse issues. Mm. Uh, so kind of maybe back at the right time. Uh, I see a couple teams going down in the top you know, ranks. You saw Michigan State lose in the semifinals yesterday to Michigan. You saw um, uh, who else went down in the top uh, teams. Virginia's still hanging on to number one spot. Um, but there was – oh, Kansas lost a big mm. game. They lost by 24 points to Oklahoma State uh, yesterday, uh, although they still won the, the Pac-12 or the Big 12 for the four, 15th straight year. Uh, that's a dominating program. Uh, yeah. Update us on golf as we as we're on the air early again for our people just joining the podcast. I don't know how that's possible, but um. <laughs> so so JT is in the clubhouse at minus sixteen. I believe Hatton has tied him at minus sixteen. Unless he just he just yeah. eagled fifteen. Yeah, he knocked now, it I'm blinking. <laughs> I'm blinking. Bill going is my vision bad? Because um, he's been oh. struggling. He's uh he's warm under the collar as they like to say on CBS and Mickelson just birdied um, 15. So he's one back at 15 under um, Rafa R- RCB is, is 14 under. So it's, 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 it's going to come down to the final holes. Yeah. For sure. We'll, we'll shoot yeah. out here in, in Mexico. And, and by they, the way, if I, I'd rather be JT in the clubhouse at minus 16 than any of the other guys. Uh, Phil's in good shape. I'm telling you, he's in good shape. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, how about this? Uh, big news here in the Tampa Bay area, Palm Harbor at the, uh, at the Copperhead course at Innisbrook, Tiger yesterday. Yeah, oh, the big cat. Just playing, huh? Teeth. Yeah, they're coming. Nice. So you got Rory, Jordan, and Tiger, the likes of which this place has never seen, Tampa. And it's a, it's a sleepy little tournament. I was there last year as a guy yeah. who the last 17 years been to the Phoenix Open every year. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'll go nowhere near that course. I'm telling you right now, it is going to be overrun with more people than you know what to handle there. They, they talk to the tournament director. They're trying to get as many porta potties as they can of the entire county, state. You know because they're going to run out of those. They they need up. Their, their parking is jacked up now. They've got to figure out a way to shuttle people in because you add Tiger and it just changes. Still, in sure. 2018 just changed the dynamic of the tournament. So. Well, Bill Ryan and I were talking. You know, we're we're going to be in the state of Florida next Saturday. Uh, we get into our our place in Orlando on the on the. Uh, Saturday, the whatever whatever Saturday is the tenth. Um, um, so if if Tiger makes a run into that maybe that last group, I might be reaching out to my friends at Fidelity for some ducats for uh, <laughs> for Sat- for Sunday. And then and then get, the hey, tour, get in line, right, Bill? And, get in and line. Then the, then the tour. Well, Bill just said he's not going anywhere near the course. But we don't. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> and then the, the tour actually just jumps on I four and heads over to Bay Hill. Yeah, uh, following week. Arnie's um, tournament, yep. And uh, last time Tiger played, that was 2013. Oh, and by the way, he won it that year. Yeah. Last time he's been there. Um, so he, he's, I believe, has six Bay Hill championships. Yep. Uh, so that would be a, a, a tournament where, you know, I, I, like, I like what Tiger's doing to play this week uh, to hopefully get another four rounds under his belt, uh, make the cut, and, and who knows, maybe just get in that position to – to challenge just to see how his nerves hold up and see how his, his swing holds up. And you're talking all this tiger talk and we're watching Phil, uh, Phil for 47 years old is playing some great golf these yeah, last couple of weeks. Yeah, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he, uh, it, it, bold prediction. If he, if he's putting on his fourth green jacket, it would not surprise me in a couple of weeks. Hmm. I mean, he's, he knows that course like the back of his hand, he plays it well. Um, and he is striking the ball. Great. He's managing his game. Great. Um, I don't know. 
The one of the neat uh-huh. thing about about Augusta is so many of those guys know it like the back of their hand. Yeah, they, yeah. It's it's the one tournament that all guys all get to on Monday, if Tuesday, if not Monday, they play it as much as possible. They drop balls everywhere. You yep. know, clearly Jack knows it better than you know than than Tiger. Tiger knows it better than Phil. Phil knows it better than Jordan, and so on. But it's just unbelievable how you know how that place, you know, Jordan could step up. Sergio now is going to come in with confidence, right? I mean, it's, yep. you know, every Spaniard that's won there has won a second time. Um, and so, wow. wow. You know, yeah. Hey, you, you, you'll like this. I went to a Monday practice round back in 06 or 07. I think it's 06. And me being the golf novice, right? You guys are, are much more accomplished and, and skilled and know the nuances and are, are comfortable. So I'm in a Monday practice round and I see, I want to say Davis Love, hitting out of the bunker on, you know, hole eight, pick a hole, right? And it goes nowhere near. It's like what they were doing was they're they hitting to the Sunday spots, right? right. In the Saturday <laughs> spot. And I had no idea. I'm like, I could hit that chip. That's just unbelievable. <laughs> he missed by yeah. 40 yards. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> so, so it looks like, looks like we're going to have a good finish. Uh, this could be a good Sunday, right? We finish strong with the uh, golf tournament, leads right into Bill's red carpet extravaganza. Um, Bill, before we go off the air here and, and go to our what's happening the week ahead, let's let's go to your let's go to the Bill Risser official Oscar picks. Uh, I'm gonna have you do all six the the top six categories. Okay. Um, so that's best supporting uh, male, female, best lead, director, best, picture, best director. Yeah. You got it. So we'll start. Let's start with the supporting side. I think that th- these are a no brainer. Allison Janney for I Tanya and Sam Rockwell. Um, for um, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, and those those three uh, those two are locks. I, I I think that there's some talk about Lori Metcalf out of Ladybird. She was really good, but Allison Janney was amazing as as Tanya Harding's mom. So mm. and Sam Rockwell played this incredibly racist dude that finds redemption. And there are some people who are saying like politically that doesn't work, or they think it was too easy and too clean. Forget it. It was an amazing acting performance. So, okay. uh, so I'll go there. Let's go to, uh, we'll go to actor and actress. Um, you know, Gary Oldman is the son favorite. He's just going to walk away with it with, with Churchill, even though, uh, Daniel day Lewis was, uh, was incredible in a phantom thread. I mean, that movie is so odd and ends in such a weird way. Um, but it, you got to stick through the movie. It's, it's a, it's definitely a period piece. It's move slow moving. And you're, and you're, um, you said there's no way that Daniel Alule or the guy from, uh, no, I just, I just don't think so. I think Gary Oldman's just going to be that sentimental favorite. He's, okay. he's never won. So, you know, Daniel will get his maybe a chance again somewhere. We'll see. Uh, on the female side for, for uh, best actress, I'm going to go with Frances McDormand. It's yeah. just mm. too, too hard not to pick her, uh, not to, uh, to, to, to not pick her. Um, now, Bill, is, it, is it true that one of the, one of the best actress uh, nominees didn't say a line in her movie? Is that right? Some, maybe it's the shape of water. Or... Yeah. Shape of water. She's a, she's deaf. And so I don't think she speaks in the entire movie. Um, so yeah, pretty interesting, but she's getting a lot of love for the role. And I, I think this is going to be one of those weird things where the director and the movie are going to be split. Yes. Um, which is, yeah. Which is interesting, right? Yeah. And I, yeah, definitely they tend to kind of go together, but it can happen. So I'll go, my best director is going to be Guillermo del Toro for shape of water. Cause the cinematography, just the way the thing was put together was insane. Is uh, he any, any relation to Benito del Toro? Benicio. 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 Yeah. I'm not sure to be quite honest. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then, um, and then I'm going to go best picture three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. That, that is, 
it's Missouri, right? Not Mississippi. It's Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> Missouri, yeah. It, yeah. It, it is. Have you seen either one of you seen that movie? <laughs> no, but I, my mom says it's one of the best ones she's ever seen in the last couple of years. It's, oh, nice. it's, it's brutal movie. Tough to watch at times. But, Cause it's about racism, right? Um, uh, yeah, well, a lot more than that. It's, it's about a, a young, a young girl who's raped and murdered mm. and the mother who is trying to find the killer. Um, mm. and he doesn't think the sheriff's doing enough. Woody Harrelson plays an amazing role in this movie. Uh, what's that, what's that title? Three billboards, uh, outside yeah. of Ebbing, Missouri. <clears throat> so I think that's your big winner for best picture. I think here's the shock. Lady Bird gets shut out mm. as good as that movie is. It gets shut out just because of the other categories that are, they're lining up with. So there's my, there's my predictions. They're on my pool sheet inside the place. But I got to, you know, uh, a couple of can, can we post those on Twitter just so it's official? <laughs> I can. I'll send. I'll, I'll, I'll send you my picks. I, tr- I trust you, by the way. No, but, I'll send, you know, I'll just send for you everyone my, else. Just for everyone I'll, else. I'll tweet them out, and I'll, I'll tag you. I'll tag you both. Yeah. All right. So, a couple other predictions. Does Does Jimmy Kimmel have a good opening? Oh my God! Yes, I'm a huge. So much to work fan. with, right? So much to work with. And Corolla, you know, I mean, basically the whole man show writing crew is are his writers right. for this. He, he's so got, they, they got my got cousin a, Sal, right? Cousin oh, Sal. Oh, he's in there. Cousin Sal. Adam Carolla, uh, Kevin Hinch, all these guys that are part of that crew are in there. So he's gotten way political lately, uh, more so, especially what and with the problems with his son. I think right. he's still funny, but he's gotten a little more serious uh, yeah, in well, the last year or so. Well, pretty much everybody. I mean, Fallon stayed out of the loop for the most part, other than yeah. And Colbert, Colbert lives for that for this Col- stuff. Right? Right. <laughs> That's Colbert, why he's number one. Colbert and Kimmel have been going hardcore after uh, yeah. the things they think are wrong. So. I think you'll see it toned down a little bit tonight, but you're gonna. He's gonna have to address Harvey Weinstein. He's gonna have to handle me too. Uh, he's gonna me have, too. Yeah. The, a lot of stuff, but they'll he'll find a way. Yeah, uh, it'll be fun. What else? Needless to say, probably we won't see a Seth MacFarlane. I saw your boob uh, musical, right? Probably not, but that was hilarious. Right? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Dude, like, that was that funny. Was great. All right, now a couple other questions. Will um, Will Matt Damon get made fun of by Jimmy Kimmel? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's Part an overstatement. Part of his, part of his, stick. Part of his um, stick for 20 years. Will Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway announce Best Picture? No, they won't, but there will be a bit on that. My, my question is, how do, they, how do they top the bit with the bus last year? The tour bus, they detoured and brought 10 or 12 people from the tour bus into the Academy Awards right, right. up front row, and they get to meet all these people. How do you top that? Because that mm. was – they had no idea what – those people did know where they were going and right. they just hijacked them and said here come in through this door and all of a sudden they're standing in, <laughs> in yeah, the middle you know, it, it happened at probably what five thirty in the afternoon so they weren't even yeah. thinking you know yeah, five thirty six o'clock it was still daylight there so all right and and to our topic we've had a lot on this podcast does it end before midnight before midnight yes before eleven thirty, no eleven fifty eight eleven forty six that's I'm saying dad. after I'm saying after midnight, Eric Clapton after midnight. Wow. All right. So is that when they let it all hang out, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Let's look at the week ahead. Todd's heading off to Vegas, but what else you got on your agenda, Todd? Or, or just <laughs> maybe give the give the listeners uh, an episode ninety nine sneak peek at the Asa Abloy amazing event. Yeah. Vegas. So Vegas bound. Um, I do. All car travel, very rarely hop on a plane. So I'm hopping on a plane tomorrow, heading to Vegas. Uh, <laughs> a buddy of mine, uh, two, uh, two buddies of mine I work with, uh, I've never been to In-N-Out Burger. Bill, I'm sure you have. So we were what? going. Oh. 
<laughs> so, so you're are you excited i'm good. i'm going to tomorrow at about four o'clock uh pacific time i'll be at in and out burger double double animal style phil just hit a birdie putt yeah wow. double 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 animal style <laughs> and i'm telling you go type in go type in in and out secret menu because there are lots of things you can order at in and out burger like one of my favorites is get a four by four not just a two, not just a double double it's four beef patties and four pieces of cheese <laughs> you can get an eight by eight they'll build a ten by ten just Bill, in, in, only in America, in, baby. Only in America. <laughs> in, in the in the Me Too era, if we're going to loop back to Oscars, I'm a little uncomfortable with you telling me to go double double animal style. I'm a I'm little. Telling you, do I just it. don't know. I just don't know how to take that. So anyway. do it. Do it and get your fries. <laughs> get your fries loaded. So you're, you're going to have a great time. Uh, yeah. So so that kicks off, um, and we have receptions, award banquets up at six thirty, booked till ten. Um, the, the last, uh, the last party, um, I wish I was making this up, but the title of it is party like a lock star. I'm in, I'm indoors and hardware. So yes. And uh, I think we mentioned last week, Brett Michaels is the performing artist. So, um, they said, wear your favorite concert t-shirt. And I, I'm ashamed to say, I don't think I own a concert t-shirt. Um, wow. so anyway, looking forward to it. And, um, it's my first time in Vegas, first time in in and out. And I will be having kind of the anti-Vegas experience. Uh, not going to be partying very hard. Um, no time to gamble. Uh, literally 6.30 to 10 at night with some breaks in between. So I'm putting on my business shoes. Going to treat it like a business trip. And uh, I told Jenny uh, sometime next year we'll go back and have a nice three, four-day weekend and, and really really have the, the true Vegas experience. So looking forward to it, Sean. Thanks. Awesome, Todd. Great job this week. Perfect. Hey, Bill, what about you, man? What's on your agenda back in St. Pete? Yeah, so I'm off tomorrow because we got the, the, the crew in town and I get to stay up late tonight. Uh, but the rest of the week, I've got lots of appointments lined up. Our sales team has done a great job of finding uh, people they want to do business with. And I'm going to sit down and have some conversations, uh, maybe find ways to help them in their business grow it. And if that happens, then um, generally uh, it works for all of us. That's my, that's my week. Awesome. Guys, for me, it's a short week because I'm heading off to Florida on Friday, I Ryan and Ryland, Ryan, Ryan, Riley and Rhonda and I will Rhonda. Sorry, Ryan. That's hard for you. That's hard for you to say. Yeah. Sean. <laughs> Ryan and Rhonda and I will and Callie, our dog, will jump in the car probably about four thirty in the morning on Friday and head down to Columbia, South Carolina, and pick Riley up when she gets done with class. And then we'll head down to Savannah, a little bit more road underneath us that day, and then we'll get into Orlando on Friday. But beforehand, I have uh, I'm going to teach a four hour session for the. Ohio Association of Realtors GRI 200 class um, on Tuesday. And then I'm teaching the Certified Real Estate Mentor class for the Columbus Realtors on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. That's a, that's a two-day certification course for, uh, that we've created here in Columbus to try and create and help uh, people better understand how they can be mentors to, to new agents or people in the business. Um, so that should be a lot of fun. Um, uh, so short week and uh, lots to do. So we'll be a good Shall time we? and then go ahead. When's the last time you were in downtown Orlando? Uh, last time I was in downtown Orlando was, gosh. Has it been a while? It's been a while, yeah. It's totally changed, man. It's, it's a vibrant city, a ton of restaurants. Um, yeah. Kind of reminds me of where Bill lives now, where you can walk to Publix, walk to rest. Uh, right. So Remember the big um, thing was Church Station or Church? Yeah, that, that's still there, but minor. If it's still there, it may not even still be there. Yeah. Church street station, right? Yeah. So where are you staying at that Marriott uh, downtown? No, no, we're staying in a, at a, at a house out on the way out on the West side. Um, oh, West side. Okay. Past, past Disney. 
Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, actually kind of, you know, probably, probably an hour from Bill. Um, so hopefully Bill and I, and Anthony Melafronte and Ryan can arrange it around a golf uh, while we're in town. So um, you won't be in downtown Orlando. So never mind. Right? Yeah, we won't. Yeah, we're not heading <laughs> okay. I thought you were staying in Orlando. Okay. No, we're gonna stay out. We're gonna stay away from Disney. We're gonna really get should be a nice relaxing week. I'm I'm hoping I always say it, but I'm hoping, you know, to to be on the phone other than just sitting by the pool and, and kind of scrolling through the social feeds. Um I don't plan on doing a lot of work, um, except maybe just tuning up a presentation for uh for Arizona the following week. So all right, so hey guys, been a fun week. Next week we're gonna figure out when we're gonna get together for episode one hundred. Uh, we'll talk about some milestone moments in sports, maybe, uh, and some big epic things. So just start thinking about those things that we all think back to over our, our lives times as big moments. Uh, and that's what episode 100 of the stare down, a little show that was started because I challenged Bill Risser, uh, to, to let's, let's talk about sports every week, by the way, Bill, who's on, who's on real estate sessions this week. Oh I, yeah. I forgot I, to say I really, really enjoyed the session. I got to tell you guys the episode, um, last week was Zach, um, Zach Shabbat, um, so I'm listening to that as I'm driving back from Napa. I got up early on Tuesday to catch my flight. Uh, and my cousin who lives out there says, you know, traffic could be, could be an hour worth of traffic. It could be four hours worth of traffic. So I'd recommend <laughs> you get up really early and get to the airport. If you get to the airport early, you can just sit there and, and, and at least be glad you're there instead of stressing out. So I'm driving from Napa to, to Oakland to catch my flight. And I'm listening to, to Bill and, and Zach chat. Great, great conversation. Some good stories there. But I looked off to my right as I come down on, I think I was on the 80. And I look off to my right and there's the Golden Gate Bridge. There's this San Francisco skyline in the bay. And I'm heading into downtown Oakland. And I'm thinking like, this is kind of cool that a kid from Ohio is like waking up and I'm seeing like this iconic view uh, mm. you don't get every morning. Uh, the sun's yeah. coming up over the mountains up to my east. Uh, and, and I was listening to Bill on the podcast. So who do you got coming up this week, Bill? Uh, this week I went back to Arizona and, and, uh, I'm going to have Chelsea Pites on the show. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, So, yeah. So that's something I wouldn't have done in the past because she worked for Fidelity. I was with Chicago. Why would I put her on the podcast? (laughs) But now that I'm with Fidelity and she's left, she's now going out on her own. She, she did very well at Inman. And I think she's got a, uh, she's, she definitely kind of has that, that niche. She's really good with, uh, with, um, social, with video, with that sort of stuff. And so, uh, yes, it's a great episode. She's very open, very honest person. So I think you'll like it, Sean. Good. I look forward to it. But, hey guys, on behalf of Bill and Todd, I'm Sean Carpenter, 99 episodes in. We go triple digits next week. Thanks for listening to the stare down.